0: Welcome back, everybody. It is Silver and Black today. Mo Moten, Skakal Branson with you on this Tuesday for the home stretch here as we get set to uh, finish up the show with a discussion looking forward. Yes, enough of the bitching and retroactive looking back at stuff that's happened or or the deficiencies with the Raiders. Instead, we're going to look at uh, the last four weeks. Mo, I think the last four weeks now, look, playoffs, nah, not going to happen. If you look at the final four games, you have the Chargers on this short week coming up in just two days from now on Thursday, which we will uh, preview Thursday morning. You can wake up, hear our show, and then get ready for the game that night. But when you when you look at the Chargers, then they have the uh, Chiefs, then the Colts, and then the Broncos, right? So you have these four games. To me... And I understand some of these guys feel as though they're still fighting for a coaching job, and that's fine. You you still try to win games. It's the NFL's professional football. But I was disappointed yet again on Sunday when I saw the inactives, and I saw some of the young talent, Byron Young, Nesta Jade Silvera, some of these defensive linemen. Now, maybe maybe they're terrible, and we just don't see it. I don't know. I've seen them play preseason a couple games here and there during the season, and I've seen some pretty nice stuff. I think these last four games have to be about evaluating the talent. I know Champ Kelly doesn't have the job permanently, although I've advocated that he get that after interviewing. But I will say that if I'm Champ Ke- Kelly, I have the, the conversation with my coach to say, hey, listen, we need to see what some of these kids got. I'm not saying that you just play them and, and and let the games go away. What I mean, though, is I think you need to at least have some of these guys active to work them into a rotation to see what they have, you need film. Because when, when you switch in the off season, whether it's coaches, whether it's GMs, whatever, whatever it is, you have to have some tape in real game action in games that matter to understand what you have. Are you on that page too? What else would you like to see as far as some of these young guys play so that they can be properly evaluated?
1: Yeah, the Raiders have to, the coaching staff has to balance things. On one hand, you want to win football games because you're trying to get the job that you have right now, especially Antonio Pierce. But on the second on second hand, maybe it's time to see a lot of these young guys, because especially Byron Young, he's a third round pick and he doesn't see the field. To me, that tells me that he is not good at practice. And that's what they're probably not telling. Of course, they're not going to throw the kid under the bus. But that. That's what it indicates to me that he's just not performing well at practice. So if you're not performing well at practice, you're not going to see the field on game day. But let's remember, Nesta J. Severa. there's a reason why he made the initial 53-man depth chart. Played well in the preseason. I know that's the preseason, but clearly the Raiders thought that he could contribute during the regular season. That's why he made the initial 53-man depth chart. I think it has to do with his criticism of the coaching staff after he finally got to play against the Giants Why he's not on the field. I think that explains that may explain his story. I'm not reporting that. That's just my guess. But I, I I agree with you, Scott. That you want to see what some of these younger guys have on the field because now you're looking toward 2024 and you're saying, okay, who's going to stay and who's going to go in the off season? Who could we? Who could possibly be a starter? Who can we possibly move or trade? Let's remember the Raiders traded Neil Farrow Jr. this past offseason. So the Raiders felt like, okay, we can move on from this guy. We have other plays at the position. That's what you're evaluating right now in these last four games. Even though the playoffs, I know the Raiders aren't mathematically eliminated, but let's be real and honest, they're not making the playoffs this year. <laughs> um, So you, you're thinking, again, you're thinking long term. I should say short long term, where beyond the 2023 season, who are our keepers? Let's assume that's, you know, you're planning as if we're going to, we're going to be here next year with the raiders. Who do we want to see on the roster? And even if we're not here, we give the next coaching staff then next administration a look at some of the young guys that could possibly keep our whole jobs or get promotions into starting roles or rotational spots next year. So, you're also doing it for the players to give them a shot to show what they what they got and show their potential.
0: Yes, uh, and I think that I think that everybody in the organization other than, you know, a couple of the guys like Max Crosby, Devonte Adams, those guys they don't have, I mean, you know what you have there. But I think mm. if I'm the owner, Mark Davis too, I mean, look, everybody, I wrote a piece back last month about how Mark Davis needed to have a better approach to hiring when it comes to coaching and, and the GM. Uh, and I've heard a lot of people say, well, he needs good people advising him and he needs to stay out of the head coaching uh, search and all that stuff. Just let his GM hire them. And while I sort of agree with that, he's clearly not going in that direction and he's the owner. He's going to have say in it. What, no matter what his record has been, which has not been very good, obviously, when it comes to winning football games and picking coaches that last in his time as, as owner, <clears throat> he's still going to do it. So with that said, I think he, he needs to see, too. He needs to say, OK, these final four games, the playoffs are off the table. We're not talking about that. We know we're not going to get there. But what we do know is that we have some young players. We need to see what they can do. We're starting to see Aiden O'Connell. Bad game. That's okay, maybe he comes back against the Chargers on Thursday and has a better game. That's fine, but we need to see that. He's looking at his coaching staff too. So I think that you have to be able to evaluate that. For him, he needs to evaluate it. And if Champ Kelly does, excuse me, get the job full-time, he needs to evaluate too. And so they have to get on the same page there. And I think you had the perfect word, which was balance. You have to balance winning football games. And if you're in a football game, great, then you tr- you win it, right? But at the same time, you can rotate guys in to see what you have. That's my point. And, and with your point with ne- uh, Nesta Jade Silvera, I wonder if they've, I, I, and, and Byron yeah, I wonder if they're done with them. And that's why they're not active, believe it or not, as crazy as it sounds. And if they are, that's fine, whatever. It's an indictment on the previous regime too from a draft perspective. But, and, and hey, yes, Silvera popped off on Instagram. I get it. <laughs> But how long does he have to be in the doghouse for that? Like, I mean, a week or two. But I think we're now what on four weeks since that happened, or five weeks since that happened. Yeah. So, so it's like, okay, when is it punitive, and when do you say, okay, you learned your lesson. Now we're going to put you out there, see what you got. I mean, you got four games left.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you, and that's a good point about Champ Kelly because remember he was part of that previous regime along with Dave Ziggler. And putting together draft classes and, you know, going after free agents. So if you're Champ Kelly, and I think there's more of a chance Champ Kelly keeps his job in Antonio Pierce because Mark Davis has come out and said he would have hired Champ Kelly had he not hired Joshua Daniels and Dave Ziggler as a package deal. If you're Champ Kelly, I think you're pushing to get those young guys on the field because, as you said, then you can evaluate some of the guys that you scouted and brought in and see what you got and then see what you will need in next year's draft. Now, Nessa Jason, Bell, and Byron Young are not keeping you from drafting a high-end defensive tackle, in my opinion, at this point. Right, But you can find out if they're rotational players because a lot of those older guys like John Jenkins and Adam Butler, can you let those guys go and then rotate in your younger guys who have a higher ceiling? And that's what you're trying to figure out in these last four games.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to figure that out because um, I don't. while well, those guys have played pretty well, and again, the progress of the defense, the defense still ranked in the 20s. But they've improved. They've kept this team in games. That's why the piece I wrote up on, on, on Sports Not yesterday, which I've been getting a little crap for, is about uh, the Raiders' offense being an albatross, because it has been. The defense, the second half of the season, the defense has played well enough. I'm not, again, not not a, a, an all-pro unit by any means, but they've played well enough for this team to win more than more game at least three more games, I think than they have right now. I mean, the Raiders could be sitting with eight wins right now, believe it or not. They could very easily have done that. So <laughs> when you look at that, it's, it's all on the offense. And so they're going to have to figure that out too. But it all starts with quarterback. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and not as um, simple you know as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Quick point, Scott, and I made this point on the X, and I said the one coach that's made the strongest case to stay on as, as a coach on staff is Patrick Grant. Yes. It's clearly Patrick Graham and people saying, well, if you hire, if you don't keep AP, then you're probably going to get a new defensive coordinator. In most cases, that is true, but it's not unheard of for the for the for the successing regime to keep a previous coordinator. The Colts just did it. The Colts fired Frank Wright and Jeff Saturday. They had mm-hmm. Gus Bradley Bradley's defensive coordinator. They hired Shane Steichen this past offseason. And guess what? They kept Gus Bradley. So if your head coach is on board with keeping a defensive coordinator who's showing improvement with his unit, I don't see why that should be out of the question. And and the Raiders, a lot of people point this out there on my Bleach Report Live. The defense has been playing a lot better than it has in the past maybe decade outside of 2016 when they were top three in takeaways. This is the best we've seen the Raiders' defense. I mean, you can't do any more than what they did on Sunday against the Vikings. They held the Vikings at three points and still lost the football game. So, I mean, you got Robert Spillane having his best year. Max Crosby is is great as he is, but he's, even he needs coaching. And then you have other guys who are making plays. Janarius Robinson, a uh, new Raider who came on, had a sack on Sunday, you know, against his, I believe that's his former team, played with the Vikings. I believe the Vikings drafted him. Yes. So there there are players other than Max Crosby and Robert Spillane making plays. And I think kudos should go to, Uh, Patrick Graham. Now the linebacker core, I gave credit to Antonio Pierce on that one. Now if Antonio Pierce wants to stay with the Raiders as a position coach, fine, but that's not a guarantee either. But my, my point of keeping Patrick Graham is if you keep Patrick Graham, you don't have to start it over on defense. Now your players don't have to learn a new scheme with a new defensive coordinator, because let me tell you, if a new defensive coordinator comes in, he may decide Tyree Wilson doesn't fit my scheme. He may decide someone else on the back end that, you, that you're developing. Trayvon Merrick doesn't fit my scheme. So then you have to have some turnover on the defensive end. The Raiders need to fix their offense. If the Raiders fix their offense, they have a balanced team because their defense is playing pretty well. Right. So that's my point. You keep Patrick Graham, you keep that continuity, you keep Tyree Wilson those guys developing, and you go and you fix your offense.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think that, and, and again, more people are worried about keeping Antonio Pierce and Patrick Graham when Patrick Graham is by far right now accomplished the most of any coach on that that staff. Now, of course, Pat, uh, Antonio Pierce is part of that on the defense, so don't get me wrong. He right. has done that linebacking course, played much better than I ever anticipated it could. It showed right. some of its uh, uh, um, slowness against the Vikings at times, but overall it's done great, and you've seen players develop there, so so kudos to Antonio Pierce for doing that on the defense. But I, I think there's a better chance of that happening, Mo, because I, I will look at this and say, Raiders are going to go get a quarterback in this draft. It's, it's going to be a priority So to me, I think they're going to lean towards hiring an offensive minded coach that would an offensive minded coach is going to be open to keeping a defensive coordinator unless it's his brother or somebody else he wants to bring with him because, you know, that's not their specialty. The Raiders need the most help right now on offense. And so I think that's where you're going to see the focus when it comes to to hiring a coach. So, uh, yeah, I would love to see Patrick Graham come back and give him some more bodies, give him, uh, like you said, that de- interior defensive tackle. He doesn't have the other end that he hasn't developed. Tyree Wilson did play well against the Vikings. They moved him inside a lot, and I thought he mm-hmm. did much better there. And so, so maybe, you, maybe he moves inside. Maybe he, that's where he ends up going, and, and, or he's some sort of hybrid player, and we'll see what happens. But that's what these next four games are for.
1: I brought up in my sports Night article not too long ago, I said, I want to see them move Tyree Wilson around. Lo and behold, they had him over the, the shading, the center against the Vikings. And, and he had some production. I, and I said this, I said, he's strong enough and quick enough to possibly beat interior guards who are usually slow footed and he can get some pressure on the quarterback and get in the backfield. And you saw that on Sunday. So I think that was a good move for, for uh, Patrick Graham, but When it comes down to building a coach's staff, assuming the Raiders draft a quarterback, you want to make sure or you want to have the best possible opportunity for that quarterback to be successful. And you do that by putting offensive minds around him. And usually that means hiring an offensive minded head coach. And I know a lot of Antonio Pierce people don't want to hear that, but are you, are you more focused on keeping Antonio Pierce because he's a Raider through and through or development, developing a quarterback who can possibly get you to the playoffs and elevate this franchise? And I think it should be the latter. Now, if Antonio, again, if Antonio Pierce wants to stay on as a position coach, great. He's done well at the linebackers. If Patrick sure Graham wants to stay on as the as a defensive coordinator, great. He's developed a pretty good defense. But that's not a guarantee. The primary, the primary objective is get your quarterback and develop him because that's the key to get into the playoffs and hopefully the Super Bowl.
0: Absolutely. Well, there you go. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Silver and Black today. Mo, tell everybody what you got coming this week. Uh, As we talk to people on Tuesday, I know we have the game on Thursday. Let everybody know what you're up to.
1: Yeah, short turnaround because the Rams play the Chargers Thursday night. I will have a Bleacher Report live on Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 12 Pacific. I will go live before the Chargers game on Thursday and after the Chargers game on Thursday, breaking down that matchup and what it could be josh jacobs banged up justin herbert banged up so i don't Mm. know what we're going to get on thursday that's going to be an interesting game and then i'm going to have a live on friday just to just to kind of clean up what we saw on thursday and looking ahead to the final three games so it's a it's a heavy bleacher report live week this week and i will have a sports nuts piece uh piece coming up to be determined what the topic will be
0: there you go see it's surprises surprises for everybody out there uh, and yeah, we'll try We're going to tr- be with the short week. We're going to try to get a mailbag <clears throat> edition out for Wednesday. If we do not, we will f- definitely speak to you on Thursday morning with a full show leading into that Charger game. We'll see what happens between now and then. They're gonna, it's a quick turnaround. We'll see the quarterback position. Does Pierce make a change at starter? I don't think he will. I, I wouldn't advocate for it uh, like I would advocate for if it's a close game and you need someone to come in and, and just get a spark. Uh, with Garoppolo. I would have done that against the Vikings, but I think you keep O'Connell against the Chargers. And we'll see what we get, right? We'll see what we get at home again, another home game for the Raiders um, against the Chargers. And those are they're always tight games. So we'll see what, what happens and what they're able to do. In the meantime, do us a favor, make sure you subscribe as well to the show wherever you get your audio. Uh, check out Mo's work, not only on Bleacher Report, but as he mentioned on Sportsnet. You can also check mine out if you missed my piece yesterday on the Raiders offense. Go check it out on sportsnot.com. And we will talk to you Thursday. Mo, my friend, I will talk to you then. Talk to you soon. All right. For our producer, Mike Robbie for Mo Moten, I am Scott and This has been Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast. We'll talk to everybody on Thursday. Bye-bye.